You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is, this, this, this is Views is from Midstream. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to yet another outstanding edition of Views from Mint Street, the only Carolina Panthers-themed podcast that you need in your entire life. My name is Rob Brown, your ever-so-humble yet frequently correct and dashingly good-looking host, and of course, join as always, by my partner in crime, my co-host and executive producer, the man in charge of every sound that goes into your ear holes every time we drop one of these episodes. The great one, Lonzo Reitzel, is here with me as well. And we are going to have a little bit of fun on the show today. Obviously, we've had a lot of practices we've been looking into a lot of transactions that have been going down. We're going to give you the most recent couple since the last time we spoke, just a tick under a half a week ago. Then shortly after that, we are actually going to go ahead and lay down our season projections and predictions. Why not, ladies and gentlemen? We are well less than a week away from game number one when the Cleveland Browns invade the bank and Baker takes to the field with a vengeance. But not... Not as much of vengeance as he was quoted as having just like slightly less of vengeance, just a little less of vengeance than he was quoted as having initially. We'll tell you what we mean coming up here in just a minute from right now. But let's start off by getting into the two trend, uh, two transactions that have taken place over the last couple of days. And we'll start on the defensive line, Davion Nixon is a former Iowa defensive tackle, a third-round guy, and a guy that last year the roof was set really high for. The expectations were really high for Davion, and they were set that way by Matt Rule because Matt Rule at one point during last year's summer camp said that Davion Nixon was a great surprise, said that Davion Nixon was a hustle monster, said that Davion Nixon was a guy that he thought was going to work out exceptionally well for the Carolina Panthers, and it did not go that way. Davion Nixon, S. Nomas on the Panthers roster, he's been let go. And it's a little surprising, not just because, Lonzo, of how much Matt Rule hyped him up last year as a third-round guy, a guy that he said was, was performing exceptionally well in the preseason, and a guy that he thought would contribute – But on top of that, the interior defensive line is one of the spots that you're okay up front, but there's really not a lot of depth there. There's not a lot of bodies. So when you get going up against some of these teams that are going to pound the rock 
right up the gut. And I think the Panthers are, or excuse me, the Browns are going to be that against the Panthers in week one. When you start losing warm bodies, especially warm bodies that were expected to contribute like Nixon was, it's a little bit of a concern because that's a spot of need and this guy wasn't there to fill it. It's a little disappointing in a wasted draft pick. It's a little disappointed that Rule kind of built him up as the next guy. But I think it's most disappointing in the fact that this is where the Panthers need guys. I mean, this has now become a point of need. This is now a spot on the roster that the Panthers may have to look later in the season into making a move. You've got Leonard Fournette in this division. You've got Mark Ingram in this division. There are up-the-gut running backs that you've got to you've got to be able to account for and this is one less guy to do that. It's 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 disappointing for Davion Nixon, I'm sure. It's disappointing for Carolina because they expected him to be able to contribute in the middle, and obviously he just wasn't there. It is a little puzzling to a certain degree, but if you look at what the defense did last year for the Panthers, they were really good. They really were, but they were susceptible to the run. And you're right. With all the running backs that they're going to have to go up against, why would you get rid of a guy unless – he can't stop the run. And if he can't stop the run, then you need to look to find someone who can. And that probably has a whole lot to do with uh, why he's not there anymore. The, even during preseason, Panthers susceptible to the run. And, you know, they're fixing things here and there. This is the thing they really need to work on. And maybe there's a guy out there or maybe a guy on the team that can already fill that spot. So uh, I do have to correct something. I said a minute ago it was a third-round pick. I misspoke. He's a fifth-round pick. But it does lead to the next roster move. And the interesting roster move there is that they brought in Henry Anderson, who was a Stanford product, a guy that had seven sacks with the Jets back in 2021. But last year, just one and a half quarterback takedowns and was not a guy that played heavy into the rotation. Uh, you, you let go of Davion Nix in the fifth round selection who, by the way, showed some promise for the Panthers. Last year had seven games in his rookie campaign before injuries cut it short. You bring in a guy who really has not put up the numbers. Nixon was a guy that could play kind of a three-down technique, but he could also move out to the edge, so he was kind of versatile. And now that he's cleared waivers, there is a chance that Nixon will end up on the practice squad uh, but it's just an interesting call. It was a little bit of a shocking call for me, considering that there were some other guys that were lower round draft picks, guys that have not contributed the way that Davion Nixon did last year. Uh, there are enough physical attributes, in my opinion, that I think Davion Nixon could have gone somewhere else. I'm actually a little bit taken aback that he did not, but... You're also you're, you're replacing him with a guy that maybe didn't have the numbers, but has got the experience edge over Davion Nixon. And if you're Matt Rule, you're hoping that while he's probably not as versatile along the line as Davion Nixon, he's a guy that can really fit in. Because at the end of the at the end of the day, right now, especially in the NFC South, you need a guy who can stop the interior run. It's nice to have a guy who can be an additional pass rush or a guy that you can move from the three technique to the outside and he can still be effective. 
but I need a guy that I know I can trust to keep the A gap on either side of the center clear so that you don't have those running backs we mentioned a few minutes ago start going bananas on you. And I, I guess their belief here is that Anderson's the right guy for that job. Yeah, and you need a you need a big guy, you need a big fat guy to just stop up the hole. Even if he can't get back to the quarterback as much as you'd like him to, if he stops up that hole and stops the running back from going, you know what, I probably don't want to go through that hole, then that's that's why he's there. Yeah, and I think it, it, there's one more element to this that I wanted to get to, which is, and I find this interesting because there are some coaches who subscribe to this theory, but not as many as there used to be. The Panthers have not really taken – a lot of guys that they have to develop out of the draft and worked on that aspect of the game. It's been a lot of go get veterans, bringing guys who have been in the league, who have done this before, even if they've only had mild success, go get some guys that have been there, that have done that, that are able to, to bring experience and leadership to the table and don't really give guys a chance to develop. And before everybody starts screaming, well, what about JC Horn? Remember, J.C. showed up and did not need a lot of development. J.C. Horn was NFL-ready the day that he got to Charlotte. They didn't have to develop that guy. They went and got an NFL-ready defensive back, and this kind of fits into that mold, right? I mean, this kind of fits into that mold of go grab bets, guys with leadership, guys that have done this before, and try to maybe give them an opportunity to capture a little glory as opposed to let's take a year or two or three and let a guy like Davion Nixon kind of learn the ropes, learn the speed of the game, learn the, the the tactics, learn the strategies, the formations, and the schematics, and, and grow them into a homegrown stud. And I'll be real with you, Alonzo, I don't really know if I lean into that being a good idea or a bad idea. Uh, especially when you talk about the individual way that, that Matt Rule is doing it. I, I honestly have to say, even after three years, I think I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens with Nixon in the future, what happens with Anderson in the future, because this is a really good test tube, a really good lab experiment to see if Matt Rule's preference for grabbing veterans as opposed to developing draft guys is the right way to handle this. You know, you talked about J.C. Horn. That's the thing. You have a luxury. That defensive backfield, we we thought they were going to be great last year, and then J.C. Horn goes down. But he's back, and he looks good. He looks healthy. That defensive backfield looks really good. So when you have that, you know it's going to be hard for them to pass against you. And if your linebackers are serviceable, then you can just bring in guys that you can plug in the holes who know how to – a veteran that knows how to get in there and not get too happy – and try to get past what they're supposed to do, which is to stop the run. Another addition to the Carolina practice squad is Preston Williams, a wide receiver who comes over from Miami. Williams signed with the Dolphins as an undrafted free agent back in 2019. He did make their 53-man roster that year, made his debut in the season opener against the Ravens, three receptions for 24 yards and a touchdown in that one. In week nine, five catches for 72 yards and a pair of touchdowns in a win over the Jets. But he did leave that game with a torn ACL, which ended his rookie season with 32 snags for 428 and three touchdowns. In 2020, 
in week five against the 49ers. He went four catches for a buck 08 and a 32-yard touchdown reception during a 43-17 win. But in November that same year, was placed on injured reserve with a foot injury. In March of 22, signed a one-year contract extension with the Dolphins, but he did get waived back on August 30th and picked up by Carolina. And and I don't hate this. I mean, listen, the wide receiver room for Carolina is already stacked, right? Like the Carolina wide receiver room is already full. So I don't know that Preston Williams is going to have a lot of room right now. But for a guy that was producing as a third or a fourth wide receiver for the Dolphins before he got injury injured twice, it's a nice little project because if he shows up and he's on the practice squad all year and he doesn't get banged up and the foot is fine and the ACL is fine and he gets back to 90, 95% of form, then next year it gives you a little trade capital. It gives you a little bit of, of versatility at the wide receiver position. I like it as an experiment. They had to make a couple of moves. They did let go of the practice squad Uh, They let go of Rashawn Henry in order to make room for Williams. I don't have any issue with this, Lonzo, because like I said, uh, it's an experiment. If the guy isn't healthy, really it's not a huge loss. If the guy is healthy, you see if maybe he can come out and replicate those numbers that he had early in his career with the Dolphins before his ACL popped, and maybe down the line there is a way to work him into the rotation as a special teams a slash fifth receiver when you decide to go five wide spread sets i I, I, of the guys that have been picked up on the practice squad this is one i'm going to be keeping my eyeballs on you know the other good thing about it the luxury you have with him at practice is if he gets back to form then suddenly he starts pushing the other guys those guys start looking over their shoulder and maybe they play a little bit harder than than what they're playing because they don't want their spot taken so i mean it's a good idea and then like you said Maybe maybe later on in the season when he's fully healthy, you bring him in, and then you've got one more weapon. So as it stands right now, the 16 members of the practice squad are set as of right now. Tight end Josh Babix, offensive lineman Deontay Brown. He got cut a couple of days ago. I warned you a couple of weeks ago. I thought he was potential to get cut. He does clear waivers. He's on the practice squad. Safety Justin Burris, quarterback Jacob Eason, quarterback Madre Harper, cornerback Tay Hayes, Defensive end Drew Jordan, defensive end Austin Larkin, running back John Lovett, linebacker Aaron Mosby, wide receiver C.J. Saunders, center Sam Tecklenburg, tight end Colin Thompson, and wide receiver Derek Wright. As of right now, that is your Carolina Panthers practice squad at the time being. We will obviously see as we get closer to week one and as we get deeper into the season, when injuries start to happen, how many, if any of those guys, some who have uh, produced some preseason numbers may get called into active duty at some point. We'll obviously keep an eye on all of those guys as we get closer to the regular season.